to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. We're joined today by Jeremy Brandt, the CEO of 1-800-CASH-OFFER, a home buying service that connects home sellers directly with local, experienced cash home buyers or qualified real estate agents who can help buyers sell the home quickly. Brandt has been quoted in the media as an expert on real estate, the housing market, and small business activity, including regular appearances on CNBC, CNN, Fox News, and USA Today. He's also well-known for exposing short-sale fraud in 2011 in the form of banks demanding kickbacks from agents, as covered by CNBC and others. He joins us today to discuss the role of 1-800-CASH-OFFER in today's real estate marketplace. Now, let's welcome Jeremy to the call as we join our host, Tim Harris. So, Jeremy, actually, welcome back to the show, because you and I, have, uh, I've interviewed you, I think, at least once, maybe twice before and the reason that I have you back continuously is obviously you provide a lot of great information about the market because you have an interesting perspective on the overall housing market um, that's not so industry rah-rah. I think you kind of give it a nice more of a, a more perspective on what's actually happening with home sales. But the other reason is is because you've got a very unique service that I'm wanting all of our students to consider um, and certainly the overall real estate community to know about. So, Jeremy, welcome to today's radio show. Thanks a lot, Tim. It's great to be back. Um, so, in the introduction, we, uh, I think, kind of shot, sh- shown a little light, shined a little light on your background with regards to the investor, with regards to the distress space. That's, I mean, what you're probably most famous for. But it, now you've kind of pivoted your company, and you're focusing on generating listing leads or, or very motivated seller leads for agents. So, if you don't mind, can we just kind of jump forward and talk about that? Because that's what our listeners are going to be most interested in. Sure, and I kind of give you a little bit of the the backstory on how we got to um, where we are. You know, my uh, background originally is in uh, high tech, working with uh, internet startups and and um, building startup companies, and and I got into real estate as a real estate investor and started flipping houses and and uh, kind of combining my my technology background and love of technology with um, the house flipping business, uh, and that led me to doing a lot of marketing to generate leads for myself of of properties to buy. And um, and very quickly that grew into generating leads for real estate investors. We were getting home sellers from all over the United States and other countries contacting us to sell their house quick for cash to an investor, and um, and so we started connecting those home sellers and markets outside of our home market with uh, with local investors and uh, grew that company quickly. It became very successful, uh, and then um, as you know, we had uh, a bit of a crash in the housing market. And um, and it really uh, caused most of our real estate investors to go out of business. Um, most people that were holding large portfolios of properties, especially in the tough markets, um, the value of those uh, portfolios went down. And unfortunately, many people had to declare bankruptcy because all of their properties were underwater. And so uh, we really pivoted the company uh, because we still had thousands of home sellers contacting us that needed to sell their house quickly. But unfortunately, our investors were not able to buy those properties because of the, the housing market. And, um, and so we started connecting those highly motivated sellers 
with local real estate agents that were experienced in short sales and experienced with selling houses quickly and dealing with people that the most important um, uh, thing that they need in their in their home sale is speed, not price of sale. And uh, and so we, we really started doing that, and that has really grown to eclipse the real estate investing business and working with investors as we've expanded to working with real estate agents now in uh, the United States, Canada, and uh, Australia. Um, right. And so what's unique about your approach is that you are, unlike virtually everyone else that's kind of in the lead selling business, you're focused on seller leads. And that's the reason I think a lot of our students are really going to be interested in what you have to say. So these aren't just normal folks, you know, sellers asking for a CMA. These are honest-to-God folks that are ready to get rid of the house. Oftentimes, they're about as motivated as motivated. The very definition of a have-to-sell seller is, generally speaking, the type of lead that you're generating, and then you guys are then selling. I know I'm probably using my terms are probably too crude, but that's the essence of it. You're selling those leads uh, to agents. Can you describe the process of how it works from the consumer side? Yeah, I mean, you're, you're spot on, on on how it works. You know, from a consumer standpoint, uh, again, our original marketplace was for real estate investors. And so uh, what a consumer experiences is uh, they have some life event or something happen in their world that causes them to need to sell their house quickly. And, uh, we, we, you know, we don't call them distressed home sellers because not all of these people are in distress. Uh, sometimes people just want to sell quick and are willing to give up a little bit of the sales price to sell quickly. So all of our marketing is targeted at what we call the motivated home seller, somebody for whom time is more important than money in the sale of their house. And, um, and so they contact us either through websites or through offline advertisements. We have TV commercials, billboards, direct mail, uh, direct mail campaigns. Uh, we're in uh, all the yellow pages in the country, so we do lots and lots of uh, marketing. Uh, and a home seller contacts us to sell their house for cash to a real estate investor. Uh, so that's really the source of the lead, which really indicates their level of motivation, right? People know that on a cash sale, they're going to take a discount, but they're willing to do that because they get speed of sale. And so that home seller contacts us. Uh, let's say they contact us uh, through one of our websites. So they fill out a form to sell their house. They put in the details of their property, why they're selling, what their motivation is, that type of thing. And then as soon as they hit submit on that form within our website, literally within one second, uh, we have forwarded that information to a local real estate agent that's part of our network. Um, that local real estate agent gets a text message. They get an email, ad, uh, an email uh, and then in some cases a phone call uh, with all of that home seller's information so that they can then uh, call that home seller and talk to them about um, the options of a cash sale, which once most home sellers realize that a cash sale is 60 cents on the dollar, they very quickly go to what's the very next best option for me, uh, which in most cases is a real estate agent listing their house at slightly below market value to ensure a quick sale, which is a win for the real estate agent because it's a quick sale. It's not sitting on the market for six months and they don't have to um, play that game of, of kind of a high list price and then reducing it every week. The, the home seller is very um, uh, motivated to sell quick, and so they, they list at a very realistic sales price. And it's great for the home seller because their home is sold quickly, which is, is what their highest level of motivation is. And so uh, the way that our program works is we, we have uh, agents that we sign up to our program all over the country and, and all over the world uh, so that the second that home seller reaches out to us, they're connected with an agent. We don't have batches of properties to sell or lists of information. Everything that happens in our network is real time. One second after we're contacted by a home seller, we've got them in front of somebody that's going to help them. Well, so I think probably what a lot of agents would be surprised about is how many, or how many, in a market like this where it feels like there's not enough supply, 
you know, everyone's complaining about lack of inventory, at least in most major markets. I think what's really surprised agents is that even in those super hot markets, there still are lots of sellers that inherit properties that find themselves in a forced relocation or whatever, 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 and they just love just to get rid of the house with price not being the most important thing. I and mean, there has to be something when you're speaking to agents that they're like in San Diego and L.A. and, you know, out certain parts of Washington State where people are just have to think, well, there's no way there's going to be motivated sellers in our marketplace. I mean, how do you, when, when exploring the potentiality of working with an agent in a particular market, what kind of homework do you do before you go in there? Yeah, I mean, we're in every single county in the United States. So we're, you know, we're national, and then we have, like I said, operations in Canada and Australia. So um, there are motivated sellers in every single market. Um, Certainly, the uh, speed of the real estate market in the local area uh, has a factor on how many motivated sellers, right? If the real estate market is very slow, you can have more motivated sellers because it's, it's more difficult for them to sell the traditional way and the uh, houses are sitting on the market a lot longer. But even in the hottest of the hot real estate markets, um, there are always people that are motivated because of life circumstance. Um, and you mentioned a few of them, right? Uh, somebody inherits a house, they have a family member die. Uh, maybe you know somebody lives in Texas and um, their family member in California has died and they've inherited the house. They don't want to fly back and forth to California, fix up the house, um, figure out you know how they're going to handle it. They just want to be done with it and move on. Uh, and it's found money for them. They're not worried about getting top, top market dollar. They want a fair price, uh, but they, you know, it's, it's, it's not as important as uh, moving on from the situation. So we see that. We see uh, divorce situations are, are common where people are trying to sell the real estate quickly to clear up the divorce. Uh, and then, you know, people lose jobs, people relocate. There's all types of reasons um, unrelated to the real estate market why people might be motivated to sell their house quickly. And, and the hottest markets in the United States still have these motivated sellers. And for us, we really decided to focus on kind of a niche within a niche, right? We have uh, only home sellers. We don't do anything with home buyers. Everything that we do is only with home sellers. And then within that home seller market, we only focus on the motivated home seller. So we don't do things like offering house values and uh, fill out this form to learn what your house is worth. Um, That certainly generates lots of leads, but it's a really low qualified lead, uh, mostly somebody that's kind of kicking the tires and deciding what they want to do. Uh, whereas somebody that contacts us is ready to take, ac- take action today and needs somebody to solve their problem right now. So I would think one of the biggest questions you have from agents would be their fear that someone's going to um, expect you to buy the house. So how do you help? I mean, you know, they're responding to the cash offer, the agents follow up on the lead. Agents, maybe most, I'm assuming, aren't going to be in the position to actually purchase the property. What do you tell them in those situations? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. And what we do with agents is we have a a call script that very clearly bridges the gap between the home seller's expectations and uh, what the agent can provide. And so the the short version of the call script uh, is that when the agent calls the home seller back about uh, the the property that they just filled out to sell for cash to an investor, the agent says, uh, hi, my name is Tim. You just filled out this form to sell your house. And uh, based on the information that you've provided, uh, an investor is going to buy your house for $200,000 $200,000 cash, it can probably close within a week. If that's something that you want to do, I can facilitate that transaction for you. And in every market, there are cash buyers that if a, if a property is available for 50 cents on the dollar, um, they'll step up and buy the house. And, and every real estate agent in the country should have relationships with uh, those types of people. And if they don't, we certainly have those relationships we could introduce the agent to. So that, that bridges the gap from expectation of a cash offer to here's what a cash offer looks like. Now, if $200,000 uh, 
isn't what you're looking for. Uh, I specialize as a real estate agent in selling houses quickly on the open market. Uh, we can probably get you about $295,000 for your property and sell it in 30 days. Uh, if you'd like to do that, here's what that looks like. And then kind of go into your spiel as a real estate agent on why you're the best person to handle that for them. And what we found is that really bridges the gap between the expectations for a cash offer, the reality that a cash offer is heavily discounted, uh, and then their next best option, which is a listing at slightly below market value so that their house sells quickly on the MLS. And we've found that, that using that script uh, leads to a very, very high conversion rate from um, from the leads into a listing with that real estate agent. And, uh, you know, when, when a home seller decides they really want that cash price uh, at a 50 cents on the dollar, 60 cents on the dollar value, um, certainly uh, an agent should be able to find somebody to buy that very quickly. And as I said, if they don't, we have a large network of real estate investors that um, if it's really 50 cents on the dollar, we'll, we'll buy it on the spot. The way we coach our um, agents to do it is very similar to what you just said have an investor in your back pocket, and then also basically say, Mr. Seller, plan A is we retail it, basically. We put it on the open market, like you said, and this is how the numbers will work out for you. And plan B is, after a certain amount of time, um, you know, if your house hasn't sold, like say, for example, after 60 or 90 days, then we can choose to exercise plan B, and I have a number of investors lined up to purchase it. And yeah, Jeremy, I mean, most investors would fall over themselves to buy something for a 40% discount. <laughs> I mean, in most <laughs> markets, if they're able to buy something for like a 10 or 15% discount, they think it's a great deal. The days of wholesaling and making 50%, I think, are long over in most major markets, that's for sure. So what are the other issues that, like, for example, the challenges that maybe some agents have when they're sort of adopting this mindset of, of having these types of leads? Because these are the very definite of leads that uh, most agents who are wanting to be listing agents dream of. So what are the other kinds of challenges or issues that some of your new subscribers uh, have to overcome? You know, I'd say the, the number one challenge um, that we struggle with with uh, new agents that join our network in, in uh, kind of coaching them up a little bit, and I'm sure you talk about this in some of your programs, but um, when you have somebody who's highly motivated and needs help reach out to you, um, it, is, it is absolutely critical that they're followed up with immediately. I cannot stress how important that is. Um, we put a lot of things in place for our clients to kind of force them to follow up quickly. Uh, there have been... Uh, many, many studies done um, uh, for lead generation companies, companies that generate leads for, for other people, uh, that if you follow up with a customer within five to ten seconds, you are hundreds, uh, you are many times more likely to do business with that customer than if you follow up even 10 or 20 minutes later. And so one of the things that we really work with agents on is when that lead comes in, you need to drop what you're doing, pick up the phone, and call them. Don't go run a CMA. Don't go do a bunch of research. Don't look it up on the maps. Pick up the phone and call them. Uh, and that's the number one predictor of success in our system is how fast that agent calls that home seller. Uh, and you know, one of the main reasons for that is that, especially with the Internet now, a home seller contacts us first when they're highly motivated to sell their house, uh, and they fill out a form on the Internet uh, but then they're looking at a screen that says, thank you very much. We're going to call you right back and talk to you about your property. And they're still on their computer, and they, their problem still hasn't been solved. So what are they going to do? Well, they're going to keep looking around for somebody else to solve their problem. But if you pick up the phone and call them immediately, and uh, you're talking to them, and you say, look, I've, I'm going to solve your problem. Here's what we're going to do. Here's how it's going to work. You stop their search process. They stop looking all over the Internet for another solution. They found a real person who says they're going to help them and is going to come out to the house tomorrow. Uh, and so they stop contacting people. So you you move that home seller from what have, 
could have been an incredibly competitive situation where they go contact 10 people to try to sell their house until somebody responds to you being the only person that they're talking to because you got on the phone quick and uh, and told them that you were going to help them and stopped their search for other people. Uh, a lot of people have a really low expectation of response rate on the Internet, uh, and that's unfortunate, but it's true. And so when, when a home seller is followed up with quickly, uh, it really blows them away from a customer service standpoint, and it, and it just dramatically increases the likelihood of doing business with that customer. And that's true with uh, leads in our system, but that's absolutely true with, with leads that come in off of your own website or off of other sources uh, that are out there. The, the number one thing is speed of follow-up, and that's what we really talk a lot about in our program. Yeah, we call it furiously fast lead follow-up, right? I mean, I love it. The, 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 yeah, well, you can borrow that. Just make sure we get credit for it. <laughs> but the bottom line, the bottom line is, is that does make the difference. If you had an agent with great energy and enthusiasm, that furiously fast lead follow-up, nine times out of ten they're going to get the sale. Even from an experienced agent who has sold a billion houses, who has a resume a mile long, just because of the energy and enthusiasm, just because they followed up quick. And agents, in case you haven't figured this out yet. Consumers uh, see us all as fungible. In other words, we're easily interchanged with another agent. Uh, for the most part, they think all agents offer virtually the same service, virtually the same level of experience, same training, same, same, same. And the way you differentiate yourself truly is that furiously fast lead follow-up. And obviously, when you get on the phone with them, knowing how to communicate and following a script. And guys, I know what you're thinking. <laughs> Jeremy, I was going to ask you a uh, follow-up on the follow-up on the lead follow-up question, but. I mean, what these agents, I'm sure, a lot of them are thinking is, well, I'm just too busy. What if I'm an appointment? What if I'm, what if I'm, you know? And life happens. But still, call them back immediately and say, listen, I just got your request. I wanted to let you know I'm going to call you back at a half hour. Is this the number where I can reach you? No, that's the worst case scenario of how, you know, the conversation that should happen. Best case, obviously, is you have your scripts at the ready. You're literally ready to jump right into a seller prequalification conversation. And don't be afraid to be aggressive about saying, hey, listen, I'm going to be in the area tomorrow at 6 or would 7 o'clock be better? I'll stop by, look at the numbers, and we can decide what the best direction is for you to go in getting rid of this property. Now, a lot of them are going to be out of state or they're not going to be local because they essentially ended up with this property through an inheritance or through a trust or whatever, whatever. Um, have the conversation over the phone. Have the conversation over uh, Skype. Don't make it complicated. I mean, as Jeremy said, they're looking for you to solve a problem. And the quicker you can go to saying this is your solution, the faster you're going to actually get them to sign on the line. You know, Jeremy, I know this I don't know if you deal with this directly, but I know from a coaching perspective, I can just hear what some of these agents are going to be saying. But Tim, you know, my job is to get these guys the highest price and best terms in the you know, shortest period of time, the least amount of hassle. Well, if somebody calls up and you tell them the house is worth 290 but if you want to sell the property in you know, 30 days or less, um, or immediately we have an investor for 200 or if we want to sell it in 30 days or less for, say, 275 um, you know, the, if you lay it all out for them and they see what all the numbers are and they're making the decision, don't put your values on them. For example, because maybe in your mind what would make the most sense and what matters most is the highest price. Maybe in their minds what matters most is the least hassle. So be very, very careful that you're not overcomplicating this. If the seller says this is the result that I want, don't all of a sudden start interjecting your personal values into the conversation and the decision-making process. That's not your job. Just facilitate the transaction. Give them all the facts and then just do exactly what they ask you to do. Where you'll lose business is when you start, well, no, we can do this or we can go in this direction, and then all of a sudden you're going to find the seller ends up not wanting to do business with you because you didn't listen.
I mean, that's really what matters. So, Jeremy, other than a furiously fast lead follow-up, other than actually following an organized approach with organized scripts, any other tips you can give to you know, maybe things that you've picked up from some of your best users? Yeah, and I'll, I'll touch on what you just said. You know, what we call um, that in our system is solution-based selling. And we, we absolutely talk to our agents all the time about that and the real estate investors in our network that that your job as a business owner, um, if you want to sell uh, and listing houses or buying houses as a sales process, um, it's about solving that person's problem. And so many investors try to fit a square peg in a round hole and force that home seller into, into one situation or another. And agents, as you said, do the same thing. They kind of force them into, uh, I'm going to give you the maximum market value number because I think you're going to list with me because I quoted you the highest number. Uh, and right. you may not realize that that home seller doesn't care about the final purchase price as long as it's you know fair. Right? What they care about is speed. And so uh, it's so important to listen, listen, listen to that home seller before you start trying to provide all the solutions that you can because they're going to tell you what they want uh, and, and take you down a road uh, that you can provide a really good solution for them where they're very happy at the end of the day and you make your commission and everybody wins. So uh, I, I absolutely believe in solution-based selling, and I think that's a, a really powerful uh, way to interact with home sellers. So let's talk about cost. Everyone's going to want to know the cost. It's kind of like a no-brainer. This sounds like, you know, obviously these are great listing leads. They're being given to me. Uh, I don't have to go out and, you know, hunt them. I'm sure every one of my agents listening is saying, this would be a great next spoke to add to my wheel. So let's talk about cost, and then let's talk about whether or not this is uh, a good potential lead source for every kind of agent. In other words, are there some kind of agents that aren't a good fit for your service? You can answer those in whatever order you want to. Sure, sure. Uh, so uh, I'll take the last one first, um, the type of agents that are best for our for our program. Um, there's, there's absolutely a, a type of agent that excels with our program, and then there's a, a type of agent that uh, doesn't do as well. And it's not that either is good or bad. It's just that our, our program is a certain type of fit for people. Um, I would say people that um, – agents that specialize in a, in a particular market segment are generally not very good for us. Uh, we have all different types of people contact us from – uh, $100,000 homes to $10 million homes. And so if uh, you're an agent that only works with $2 million uh, and up luxury property in certain markets, uh, we're just not going to be a good fit because we have the broad spectrum of, uh, of properties uh, of home sellers contacting us. Um, if you're an agent that, that um, works a very, very tightly defined geographic area, for example, a couple of zip codes within a market, we're also not a real good fit. Our uh, kind of primary market area is at the county level. Uh, and so the best agents that we work with kind of cover a, a more broad area than being hyper-focused on a particular zip code. Um, I don't think that's a bad strategy as a real estate agent. Um, it's just not a good fit for, um, for our program. So the best people that, that we tend to work with are uh, experienced real estate professionals that cover a broad area and, um, and cover a broad uh, price range of properties and condition of properties. And, uh, and I think you know, people that have at least an assistant or a team around them, uh, we find to be uh, very successful, right? So if you're out on that listing appointment and, um, and the lead comes in, if you've got an assistant or somebody that, that is your backup that can call that person and engage with them immediately, that just leads to more success because you don't want to – be in the middle of a listing appointment and have to take a phone call um, in the middle of that appointment. So uh, those are kind of the, the people that we tend to work with and find have the most success within our program. Uh, with regards to cost, 
you know, we spend millions of dollars every year in, in marketing between our pay-per-click and our yellow pages and all these different channels that we, um, that we operate. And we front that cost uh, to reach out to these home sellers that contact us to sell their house. So the way that we structured our program is pay-per-lead. Uh, so we don't get involved in the back-end uh, commission splits and that kind of thing. Uh, one, it's it's really impossible to track at the scale uh, where we're working with thousands of properties a month. So we, we don't do anything on the back-end with commission splits. Uh, we just do a, a straight pay-per-lead type of program. And um, the way that we price the leads is bid-based. So um, agents kind of bid against each other uh, for the price per lead that they're going to pay. And the more they bid, the more leads that they get in that particular market. So the great thing about that is we don't have to set the pricing. Um, the agents set the pricing within our network. And if the value of the leads is, you know, if it's a bunch of million-dollar properties that are converting very high, agents will bid the price of that lead up because they're obviously making lots and lots of money off of those listings. In smaller markets where the average home value is $100,000 or $200,000, um, the, lead pr- the lead price won't be bid up as much because the value of each lead isn't as high uh, on, a, on a sales listing. So uh, within our network, there's a wide range of prices uh, per lead. Uh, as I said, it's very market dependent. I think the, the price range right now is anywhere from about $70 per lead on the very low end to uh, $500 or $600 per lead on the very high end. Uh, and again, that's not us setting the prices. That's um, the bids of real estate agents that are in our program competing for the leads in each individual market. So is there a contract? Uh, are they obligated for any length of time? How does that work? Yeah, not at all. So our, our philosophy, my philosophy has always been since we started this company that either we're providing a lot of value to somebody and they're happy to work with us and we don't need a contract to keep them around or we're not and it's not a good fit and we want to part ways as quickly and as amicably as possible. So we have Jeremy help uh, me. Jeremy, we do we do the exact same thing and like I think you and I are the only people in the, you know, this industry that don't have contracts. Can you help <laughs> me understand? Let's forget the fact that there's probably 100,000 agents listening right now, but help me understand why agents sign contracts. I don't get it. I mean, what do you sign a contract for anymore? These guys are signing 6 and 12 month contracts to buy buyer leads. They're signing 12 month contracts. For uh, with coaches, I don't get it. I mean, is what's going on in our industry? Have you ever wondered why agents are so willing to sign contracts? I don't understand. Uh, I do wonder that all the time. Although it's great for me, and it sounds like for you, because if all of the competitors are forcing people to sign contracts, you believe in your product. It's a clear differentiator from the other things that are out there on the market. So, I I uh, I don't like to sign contracts. I don't like to people to force me into one and two year agreements. Um, I really believe that if if I'm providing value, then somebody's going to stick around. And uh, if I'm not providing value, uh, all I'm doing is destroying a relationship by having somebody keep paying us money every month for something that they don't like or isn't working for them. It's, it's the bottom line is what you said. It's confidence in the product, right? I mean, if you don't have confidence in your product, you're going to try to legally obligate somebody to pay you, even after they decide that your product is crap. But I love the fact that you don't have contracts. I also have, I didn't realize that you – did it a per lead basis. I 100% salute you for doing that. And that's how this industry needs to evolve. Anybody that's in the lead generation business for realtors, selling it as a cost per lead makes total sense to me. So I think that's brilliant as well. So, I mean, Jeremy, hats off. Congratulations. This is a great idea. Overall, I love the, uh, I mean, I, I, there's not, I can't find a single flaw. I mean, it doesn't work for everyone, obviously, financially. Some agents just can't afford it. And agents listening, especially uh, coaching students, you know, we talk about spokes in the wheel. Each spoke represents a uh, lead generation source. So this might not be your first spoke unless you have a little war chest. 
but maybe it's your second or third or your fourth spoke. It's definitely something you need to consider. And you don't have market exclusivity either. It's basically whoever bids wins, so there's, they don't have to worry about being locked out of their zip code necessarily either, correct? Right. So, you know, that's a great point. The uh, lead itself within our system, which is another kind of unique thing about our program, the lead itself is always 100% exclusive to whoever we send it to. So if we send a real estate agent a lead, that's the only person that we've sent that lead to, and we're not ever sending it to anybody else anywhere, uh, kind of period, end of story. So the leads are always exclusive. But we don't offer exclusive territories, uh, and so it's kind of this marketplace where people can bid against each other and uh, to get more leads, uh, but they can have the confidence that the lead is exclusive. They just can't lock down a market um, so that nobody else can buy leads in a particular but, area. But, but Jeremy, just you're not saying this, but I'll say it for you. That, so you're always going to have to own the quality of the lead, whereas if you had them locked into a contract and you were selling an impressions-based thing, the quality of the lead doesn't really matter as much as long as you can hit the numbers for the sake of selling the subscription to the agent. You're always tied – you are making yourself tied to their result because if they're not getting a decent return on investment, there's no reason for them to continue doing business with you. And I know a lot of agents are going to ask why I didn't ask you this question, so I'm going to ask it. You know, What kind of conversions can they expect? And I'll get you started. It depends on the, uh, how quick <laughs> the agent does the lead follow-up, and it depends on how efficient the agent is uh, – at you know, following the scripts and actually being a good salesperson. So beyond that, do you have any statistics on really what these guys should expect? Any averages? Yeah. So you're right. There's a there is a wide range of metrics within our system on conversion rates for uh, real estate agents. And as you said, it it very much depends on um, how that individual real estate agent is responding to the leads that we forward to them. But I will say that for agents that respond quickly, um, use our uh, call script or something very similar to it and kind of make it their own and kind of follow the checklist of, of how to do good lead follow-up and how to close these into listings. Uh, in our experience, the best agents in our network generally convert 30 to 40% of the leads that we send them into a listing. That's interesting. So on the low end, it's $75 a lead and they're, and they're going to convert 30 or so. A, so a low end might be something where the average sell price is like 200000 That's the average in the United States. If they spend two, if they spend seventy-five bucks, I mean, it, the, the numbers still work out. I, w- I wonder at what point, at what price range, do the numbers not start working out? Where there really isn't one, is there? I mean, if you're spending ten thousand dollars for a lead and your average commission is five thousand, well, that doesn't make any sense. But for the most part, um, you know, the cost per lead conversation. If you're figuring you're converting thirty to forty percent of them, and you paid, I'm just doing this math in my head, listeners. So if you paid, if you bought ten of them. Right, and you paid 750 bucks, and let's say you just hit the average as Jeremy just said, but like on the low end, let's say you uh, you converted six, so you got six. Li- you got th- I'm sorry, you converted three, so you got three listings where your average commission is going to be six thousand dollars. Let's say you don't double end it, that means you're going to have spent 750 bucks, but you'll have made hypothetically once the listings sell eighteen thousand dollars. I mean that math kind of makes sense to me. <laughs> Right, and that's why the you know the bid based system really works well because the agents determine you know the value based on whatever's happening in that local market, right? So if you know, as I said, in, in California the price per lead is very high because the the uh, market is tight, homes sell really quickly, and the the dollar value of homes is very high relative to other parts of the country, and so the leads get bid up because agents have experience with. Once they know what their conversion rate is and they sell two or three homes, they know how much they can pay per lead and still have confidence that they're making a lot of money and that they're, they're happy with their return on investment for what is essentially advertising dollars if you're buying leads. 
I'm curious, what's your average or what's your highest cost per lead in the market in the country right now? Uh, $620. And what market? Los Angeles. <laughs> of course, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. All right, great. Well, Jeremy, are there any other questions I should have asked you that I didn't? Um, I'm, you know, I look for any reason that I wouldn't want to, that I'd feel uncomfortable uh, suggesting coaching students use your service, and I haven't found any. So, and is there any other questions I should have asked you that I didn't? No, I think you know we just I just uh, appreciate the opportunity to educate uh, some of your clients and listeners about what we do, and we'd be happy to um, work with any of them. As I said, we're uh, we really our best clients are the people that um, cover a broad area, cover a broad price range of houses, and um, as you said, have a little bit of a war chest for marketing. If it's your last five hundred thousand dollars, we're probably not a good fit for you. But if you're if you've got some marketing budget, um, we can really help make you be successful. Uh, coaching students, in other words, if you know, there's different stages of building success. There's the you know jet taking off analogy. There's the jet taking off, clearing the runway, and then there's the cruising altitude. Probably the best time to uh, enter into a system like this would be after you've cleared the runway, um, after you're almost at cruising altitude or you're at cruising altitude. You don't want to necessarily do it on the way up. Uh, on the way up, that's when you have to do things that are the more traditional things to generate your own business, so you can kind of learn the skills because. Uh, the bottom line is, is if you start buying leads from Jeremy or from anyone else for that matter, if you even start doing your own online lead generation but your sales skills stink, if you don't know how to convert a lead, if you don't know how to go on a listing presentation, if you don't have a really good uh, pre-listing pack, you're just wasting your money. So there's a, a method to our madness. And if you can stick with the plane taking off and existing coaching students, you know what I'm talking about. Don't try to rush the, you know, the, the first stage, the learning stage, because if you do and you get to the point where you are able to afford spokes like what Jeremy's talking about, your conversion ratio is going to stink, um, and then you're not going to understand why you're not converting the 30 or 40 uh, 40%. It's because you aren't necessarily at the level that you need to be to be able to be very effective on the phone with converting a lot of these leads. So, Jeremy, I really appreciate your time today. Um, everyone, we're going to include a link in today's show description like, we have these you know, tens of thousands of listeners, Jeremy, and we have like seven people that listen live. <laughs> I'm not even exaggerating. <laughs> so virtually everyone listens in replay. So what we're going to do is we're going to – and uh, our producer will get the links uh, for your website where you want these guys to go. And so what we'll do, guys, is we'll uh, include uh, links in the show description. So if you're interested in pursuing this uh, with Jeremy, go ahead and contact him. I, you know, it sounds like a great product, great service. I've known Jeremy for a long time. He's a stand-up, honorable guy, so I'd have no problem – whatsoever recommending coaching clients to Mr. Jeremy Brandt. So, Jeremy, I really appreciate you being my co-host on today's radio show. And listeners, we'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. Thanks a lot, Tim. See ya. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.